We're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to this live drive time hour of Tipping Point with Zach Yenster on AM 1030 KVOI, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, and to Mr. Matt Neely and all of our friends listening, uh, not only a happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you celebrating, but happy Friday Eve. That's our Thursday show here. It's a Friday Eve. Happy Friday Eve. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Matt Neely. All right, Zach. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's Purim as well. It's a busy day and a festive day. A very festive day and... On our Not a Sports Show show, this is one of my favorite days, two days of the year. I put it up there with Thanksgiving, with Christmas, with birthdays, the uh, first two days of the first round of March Madness. It does not get better than college basketball, wire to wire, 12 to 14 hours a day. It just doesn't get better than that. And I might uh, I might sneak in a game or two today is is uh, is part of my plan. So this is like uh, this is like one of my Super Bowls every year. I look forward to this day. There was an outbreak of March Madness even yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the um, game between Rutgers and Notre Dame uh, that was a barn burner. It went to sec uh, two overtimes and almost went into a third. A crazy game. Really, I didn't see that. Uh, who won? Do you know? Notre Dame won okay. at the very last minute, and they're going to face Alabama. But uh, March Madness, the, the outbreak has started, Zach, and uh, it's it's mm. it's it's a fever. So, Matt, I got to tell you this again. This is not a sports show. Uh, this of course is completely not, because we always say it isn't. <laughs> so it, it can't be. But Matt, this was the first year my entire family filled out a bracket, including my five-year-old. And my almost three-year-old. And I got to tell you, Matt, there's nothing more adorable than sitting on the couch watching a, a two almost three-year-old pronounce college basketball teams. It's adorable. And I have to give uh, Pax a little love today because he picked Rutgers, Matt, to win it all. His bracket has Rutgers winning it all. And uh, I don't think he got very far with his bracket this year. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> You got you got to start somewhere. It was it's, so it's funny. either that or the, or the person who picks teams at random uh, ends up winning the whole thing. It's one or the other, right? Well, good point, Matt, because he had Auburn against Rutgers in the final in the championship, and I was like, you know, if he picks Auburn, he I mean, he has a shot. I mean, Auburn is, you know, a number one was a number one seed. I think they peaked. I don't have them going far in my bracket, but I mean, it's not crazy. Rutgers was crazy. Uh, Oh, Pax. It's okay. So they call he... it March Madness, Zach. <laughs> right. It's okay. He had his fun, and we had his fun watching him. One last celebration theme to get out of the way, Matt. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for humoring me for a few moments. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday today, so I have to say, you know, happy birthday, baby girl. We're going to celebrate you later today. Uh, but uh, got some red hair and blue eyes going. So it was a St. Patty's Day baby all the way, but uh, celebrating celebrating her today. So it's it's a very celebratory day today, Matt. All right. Happy birthday. And uh, continuing with the theme, I'd actually love our listeners uh, to give us a call, 520-790-2040. Uh, the back half of our hour today will be with Devin Underwood. We're going to break down who's moving in and out of Tucson and why. 
uh, and talk about if you're trying to move people here for your company, organization, business, what's the right way to do that? It's a super interesting conversation I'm looking forward to. But Matt, I wanted to uh, spend a few lighter moments on this show today, and I'll just be honest with our listeners. I've been in a funk um, all week. You know, the first couple days of the show, driven a lot by you listeners, and I will talk about what y'all want to talk about any day, uh, but has really been spent around the homelessness issue in Tucson. And as some of you know, I'm dealing with some of these issues. I mean, literally close to home, a few blocks from me, uh, is this tent city that is growing in the downtown area. That's in my neighborhood. And as you might expect, there's some ugly human things happening in that tent city. And I think it'll get taken care of in a humane way. Uh, But this has become real to me, having three small children a few blocks from uh, some of the gnarliest challenges in our community. And it's all philosophizing until it's that close to three small children, right? It's all textbook until you're waking up to the emails from TPD in the morning, until you're driving by and seeing it until you're seeing the trash in the Santa Cruz. It's all it's all textbook until you're living it. And for some reason, this always happens the worst, first and most in working class neighborhoods, which is where I live. Isn't that interesting? Not surprising, but isn't that interesting that these problems always are experienced first, worst and most in working class neighborhoods. Neighborhoods that we say we care about and strive to work for are the most impacted by failed policy, by policy that is insufficient to the scale of the problem. So Matt, I woke up this morning still chewing on all that and I said to myself, I don't wanna talk about that on the radio today. Um, you know, I hope my, my telling that story is I, I am not Pollyannish on the show, I don't think I ever have been, but I'm certainly getting to a point where I'm kinda of done messing around. Uh, we either talk about these issues or we don't. We either address them head on or we don't. And I'm not gonna waste your time. I'm not gonna waste my time. But at the same time, there's a lot of great stuff going on in Tucson. It's this weird tension, always has been. There's massive challenges and also some really great things happening. And I live in both those worlds every day. It's schizophrenic whiplash. (laughs) Cause I'm in the rooms where the awesome stuff is happening and I'm in the barrios where the stuff that shouldn't be happening is happening, that's my daily existence. But Matt, I, I texted Matt and I said, you know what, I'm gonna pivot. There's that word again, I haven't uh, haven't said that word in a while. I'm gonna pivot the show today. I wanna talk about a few of the good stories so far in 2022. And uh, in the segment, we'll, we'll go to break and have a longer segment on the other side. On the other side, I wanna hear your best stories of 2021. Let, let's escape the moment <laughs> a little bit celebrate some of the awesome things that makes Tucson such a great place to be and to live and take a break from all this stuff that we've been talking about this week. We've hit it enough. Uh, I've got a few things on my mind that I want to share. Interrupt me anytime. 520-790-2040. Matt, let's go to break. We'll be right back here on 1030 The Voice. My list of three of the best stories happening so far in Tucson in 2022. We'll be right back. National politics, the issues that matter to you. 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk. 
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. This segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger here on Tipping Point on this Friday Eve they opened downtown last fall. Little Love Burger is serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger on all major platforms uh, to check for their most recent hours. 
uh, and mention the next time you go in that you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 15% discount off your next order. Give us a call, 520-790-2040. I just, uh, just to recap, if you just joined us here on the air, uh, I talked in the first segment how about we've been hitting heavy topics hard. Uh, for most of the week, and I needed a 10-minute detox, <laughs> and how I live in this tension personally of having to uh, be a part of and work on and and, 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 and and conversations about those heavy topics, and I'm in the rooms where the great things are happening, the great things are being celebrated, and I think that's our job as people who love this community, because you, you live here, uh, is to have one foot in the pothole and one foot on the moon. That's the challenge. Uh, so, so that's this segment. I want you to call 520-790-2040. Here is my best stories of 2022 so far that I could think of, and I want to hear yours if there's something really cool that you're seeing in the community so far in 2022 that you want to highlight here on the program. Give Matt a call, 520-790-2040. Uh, I, I don't, uh, in no particular order, uh, I, I thought about this when I uh, moved a business meeting to the Monica yesterday, an amazing new restaurant uh, put together by the Flores family of, uh, of Charo fame. Uh, and it's a beautiful new restaurant in the heart of downtown Tucson. Uh, next to the Chase Building-ish and kind of that part of downtown. Uh, it is just gorgeous for business, for pleasure. They did an incredible job. Great outdoor space, great indoor space. Uh, and it made me think of the data point that I saw earlier this week that food service and bars uh, were up 19% in Pima County since last year. So there's the data, but I don't know about you, Matt, but I feel like there is a definite resurgence and even growth in our food service industry to a degree uh, in Tucson over the last even number of months. There's a lot of problems. I know there's some folks who listen regularly who are in the thick of getting back to pre-2020, so I'm not trying to whitewash anything by no means. But you can kind of feel the energy starting to pick up. When I go to some of my favorite drink places, the lines are longer, uh, there's more people, uh, things seem to be going uh, way better than they have in many parts of the last couple of years. And so I think one of the best stories is what seems to be a real resurgence and a real recovery in the food service and beverage industry that makes Tucson so special in so many ways. I think it's a great story. And I don't know what you're seeing out there, Matt, but that's what I'm seeing. Well, I will say that, you know, there's just instability, right, because of uh, everything with the pandemic. So there was instability with the labor market. There was instability with supply chains. And I think slowly that is being resolved. Obviously, the restaurant scene has to has to deal with uh, price increases, as everybody else does. Right. right. But it seems it seems as though uh, some of the staffing problems at least are starting to get resolved. Uh, you know, you have to talk to a restaurant owner to find out exactly what's going on. But uh, you can see uh, th- things at least start, seem to be stabilizing a bit, right? Right. Right. And and look, I, I you know, want to also be optimistic, even though I, I, I will probably get disappointed on this one. You know, I, I think the move to say finally on COVID, you know, and some of our friends certainly, you know, on the Republican side of the roster 
were ready to go this direction long before, and and uh, history may, may may prove that readiness probably more accurate to the situation. Uh, who knows? Uh, but certainly now the country has come around this idea of, you know, look, we can figure out now what's going to happen, even as you, Matt, reported on a new variant of Omicron. Uh, uh, we've got the tools to move through this thing. We've got the tools. Uh, should new variants pop up, and they will, that's how this thing works. We have the tools, the strategies, the procedures uh, to maintain normal life through these things. Period. End of story. Full stop. The country is there. We should stay there um, because let, let's keep this resurgence going. We know what we need to do. We know what the science says to do. Let's just do it. Uh, I've got a few more items on my list, but I promise an open phone line. So I want to go to uh, Tia Gloria on the line talking about downtown Tucson. Uh, our phone lines are open for best stories of 2022 so far. It's the Zach Yenser Detox from a heavy week talking about hard issues. Tia Gloria, nobody else I'd want to talk to this morning than you. Thanks for calling in. How are you? I'm great. Happy birthday to your little one. She's Thank a, you. That's adorable. Um, so we had friends come from Phoenix because they wanted good food, you know. So they come to Tucson. And we went down and we had dinner at Perkino. Have you eaten there? I have the little not. little Italian restaurant. Um, okay, it's it, there's the Fox, and then there's the um, Subway, and then it used mm-hmm. to be Cafe Milano, and now yes. it's Perkino, which means why not? And <laughs> and they have fabulous Italian food. So we ate there, and then I said, no, you've got to go see the Monica. So we walked to the Monica, and they were very impressed. And uh, with Don Guerra's bread and everything. And then they wanted to see the um, Congress Hotel. And so they've heard about it in Phoenix. And we walked, and sadly, I had them walk by the Ronstadt bus, bus um, stop, bus, what do you call that? And, uh, oh my gosh, there were homeless sleeping there looking so bleary eyed and and you know it was very bad when the smell of urine was really bad and um there was drunk all over the sidewalk and they looked at me like hey thanks for walking us past this i Mm -hmm. i just didn't think it would be like that it hadn't been the last time we walked by there so who do you call to say can we clean this up You know, <clears throat> excuse me, Tia Gloria, I really appreciate your your call in. I put this on my social media um, that I said three things. Our public spaces, our community goods. We agree to a social contract together for safety and security. And our unhoused should have access to shelter and services. And I don't think any of those things are true right now. But that's the social contract we agree to uh, provide each other when we live in an urban environment. <clears throat> and uh, I said yesterday on the show, Tia Gloria, is don't tell the people of Tucson, don't tell the American people um, that the pain they're feeling in their wallet isn't real, that what they are seeing on the streets isn't real. Don't open the Excel spreadsheet. People know what they see. And the problem is worsening. Um, and that's why it's taken up a lot of time on this show. Tia Gloria, I don't have it off the top, tip of my fingertips, your question. However, 
I am getting the answers to your question with my situation in my neighborhood. And I should probably come on the show later and share the list of resources that just anybody can use to call and say, hey, how do we provide services? How do we take care of these folks? How do we, how do we manage this? I, I, there's some resources out there. I'm getting the list because I, I need to have it, and, and I'll, I'll share it out there. But Tia, Gloria, always good to hear from you, and uh, thanks for sharing your story today. Okay, bye. Thank you. Uh, let's see, 520-790-2040, uh, give us a call. We've got time for maybe one more call if you are out there. Uh, let's talk about the best stories of 2022, personally or uh, just together. I, I will say this. This might be cliche at this point. I've got so many things on this list, Matt. Um, but <clears throat> how do you not love the leaders of our University of Arizona sports? Again, not a sports show. There's a lot of people talking about this as they should. My voice isn't really needed. But I love seeing Coach Lloyd get Coach of the Year. I love seeing you know Coach Lloyd and Coach Barnes get the national press together for high-performing programs. I love the Jed Fish turnaround for the football team. But more than the sports side of it, more than the, 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 the box score, I really love how those three support each other. You can tell there's a culture of family, and a culture of mutual success, and we're in this together, and all boats rise. Uh, After the last few years, that is so refreshing, and it's getting the national news that it deserves. And so um, I don't know about uh, you, Matt, but I think that's one of the best stories of the year so far. And that just happened the other day, by the way. Congratulations to Coach Lloyd, coach of U of A men's basketball, for getting coach of the year. Super well-deserved. Been an incredibly turbulent five years or so for U of A athletics. Yeah. Incredibly. And so uh, they they made their changes, they made their decisions, they made you know they moved the pieces that they needed to move, and even at first some of those changes were not universally well received, but uh, things are definitely uh, on an upward trend. And just from the people side of it, right? You know, uh, Adia Barnes is uh, just an amazing role model. Uh, in basketball and in life for her players and for community members. And there's just a, a, a lot of good things going on at uh, U of A, Athle- mm-hmm. U of a athletics. Um, and so I think we've kind of emerged from uh, a mm-hmm. difficult period. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. Uh, a new, a new season, a new day uh, on that count for sure. Uh, well, I think that just about takes us to time here for the Zach Yenser Detox. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. I feel much better. The two things that I didn't get to uh, <laughs> uh, yet, uh, but we talk a lot about on the show, uh, is the success of Tucson in space. And just thinking of the stories where we have this university team coming in saying, oh, yeah, we, we know the date and time when this piece of space junk is going to hit the moon. It's going to be okay, but we're really glad that we know how to do this for the future in case it's something bigger. And, and just there's some just some amazing talent and innovation and ideas. And I think uh, anything U of A and space and private sector and space is always a good story. And we talk a lot about those on this show. And then I started off my week on Monday with, uh, with the folks over at IMU 360, Desiree Cook, uh, and their community-based project to provide uh, housing and services to young people that are graduating out of the foster care system or finding themselves in homelessness. They're doing it um, as they go and getting a lot of community support as they go. And I just love to celebrate good people doing things for the right reasons 
in our community. Those are the good stories. I don't want to lose sight of those. All right. That does it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. When we come back from bottom of the hour news break, Devin Underwood will be with us. Who's moving in out of Tucson? Why? And what does it mean for your business? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. 1030 The Voice. Hey, you. If you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. Matt, let's see if I get this right because I want to. We're celebrating a number of things today. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is today for those celebrating. Purim uh, starts today here on the show. We celebrate uh, Friday Eve on Thursdays. March Madness starts, uh, and it's my daughter's birthday. I think those are the five things that we're celebrating today. It's a very happy day. Absolutely. Uh, we can find on, more uh, if you need. <laughs> um, hey, the, the list can grow. I'm totally good with that. Uh, and here to help us celebrate on this joyous day uh, is Devin Underwood, the principal and founder of the talent store and our guide the last couple of years on figuring out uh, where are the talented people for this community and your organization how do we get them here how do we keep them here and how do we make uh, great fits happen uh, for tucson companies and businesses that and more devin underwood good morning to you good to be with you hey zach how are you happy it's a big party day it's a huge party day your daughter (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
and, and um, yeah, so, so I've been looking forward to this conversation, Devin, because I even kind of plugged it a little bit earlier in the week where I saw some data from the U.S. Census Bureau about how Tucson was the second largest exporter of people to uh, Phoenix. Only the L.A. County sent more people to Phoenix in a uh, recent five-year period. But the data on the other side uh, shows that about the same number of people, about 11,000 people over a five-year period, left Phoenix for Tucson. Now, Phoenix is five times bigger, so it's less proportionally, but Tucson kind of net-netted the talent in and out. And you kind of randomly brought this up to me as, hey, we, we should talk about this. And I obviously said, absolutely, yes, because this is really your business. You, you watch these trends more than almost anybody. Well, what do you, what do you, make, of, what do you make of that uh, talent retention and attraction equation there that we're seeing? I think it's really interesting. And I think, you know, anecdotally, and I haven't dug into the, to the data like you have, Zach, but if I hear LA to Phoenix to Tucson, I'm seeing affordability moves. I'm seeing lifestyle moves. Um, when I look at, you know, I can I can speak to my experience of moving people from Phoenix to Tucson, uh, even during COVID for my clients, um, because there is a, a larger talent pool in Phoenix for particular positions that we really struggle with here. Um, thinking of uh, engineering, and uh, construction technology and um, architecture particularly were some of the moves that I made on behalf of clients. But um, when you look at that, and, and I know, Zach, you and I were talking of the top three things we hear people are looking for, which is um, jobs, wages, and right under that affordability, and those sort of go together, and it's hard to, to separate them, right? Yes. Then you've got... Um, you know, infrastructure, and you've got schools, particularly for that mid-career type talent. So um, when I think about that, and I know you and I were talking about it, one of my first thoughts about Phoenix was, well, schools are awash. They have infrastructure. I don't know if people move for infrastructure or if they learn to love or hate it once they're already there. but, you know, I think wages, jobs and wages are the big thing that stand out to me. So it's really interesting to dig into that data and think about how do we continue to position ourselves here um, mm-hmm. to compete for the right talent, um, not to compete to become L.A. or Phoenix, because that's not what Tucson's going to be, nor what right. I think the residents here want to be. Right. For sure. Yeah, no, Devin, it's so interesting that, I mean, and you and I have looked at so many surveys. The one you're referring to is one that we did locally a couple months ago uh, in, in the Tucson community. But you and I over the years have together looked at surveys from around the country, right-leaning surveys, left-leaning surveys. It doesn't matter. That list stays the same, jobs, housing, quality of life factors, and jobs is almost always at the top. Uh, and people will make moves, you know, great tacos, great trails, open space, easier life, uh, probably friendlier community. I mean, Tucson has so much going for it. But if the jobs are somewhere else, it's a wash. And I hate to say it, um, but, I, but I know you see it, Devin, that, that, that all of our great assets 
and talent retention tools and attraction tools have to come on the foundation of jobs and housing. And Devin, I heard this interesting uh, statistic from a business group yesterday. And I th- the numbers are going to be ballpark. But basically, over the next few years, we need to see 25,000 homes or units of housing mm-hmm. built. Uh, this year, we are only putting in 1,500. And some of the larger, you know, multifamily stuff takes two, three years sometimes in this community to build. So, so, so we're screwed at the start, Devin. I mean, we just aren't, we're just simply not addressing the housing issue across the state at the scale of the problem uh, that we need to. And when you look at the numbers, we're just not even, we're not even close. Phoenix, you were showing me some Phoenix affordability numbers before the show, Devin. Phoenix said no to 30 apartment complexes last year alone. You don't get to say no to housing and then complain about it later. You can't have it both ways. (laughs) And we see that challenge in Tucson. And I think if we can get housing right, we will have a competitive advantage. I think so. You know, um, you and I were speaking to it, and and we talk about all these lifestyle things about Tucson, and and I want to still push that. You know, if we got the same amount of people moving down here from Phoenix as we sent up there, to me, that's huge. Because when you look at the population of Phoenix, you assume 5x the number of jobs um, to support that population plus their infrastructure, and we still are getting the same amount of people to come down here. So there is a lifestyle component that I think we really win on for the right people, for for the people who want to be here. Um, I think that there is some storytelling we can do there, too, which we can talk about later. But on the housing front, when you look at Phoenix, they're not winning in housing or affordability no. either. No. This is a statewide problem. And so, um, you know, if we can get it right and be creative around mm-hmm. it, that would be huge. Devin, who wins when the average home sale price is 450000 I mean, come on. Right. I don't care what right. kind of job yeah. you got. Well, and when I lived in Phoenix, we used to call Glendale East L.A., you know, as you're getting into the hundreds of and um, I was driving through from Indian Wells this week from the tennis tournament, and it was even further out <laughs> than I had imagined. And the freeway <laughs> slowed down at, like, Buckeye. And I couldn't get my mind around how far out people have to live yep. to afford to be there. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem. You know, Devin, it's so interesting because, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, the private sector in Tucson and, and across the state is starting to realize that this housing theme, which used to be something that the public sector looked at or was like a social issue, is now an economic issue, is a talent attraction and retention issue. Uh, and so in both of our businesses, this thing we call housing affordability and housing accessibility uh, is really important. I mean, drilling down to kind of what what you've been advising us on the show uh, over the last couple of years and our businesses listening, Devin, is uh, how, what does this all mean for people moving here and for companies who are looking for talent that may not automatically be here? Maybe they find someone great who lives you know, in a state, two or state, three states away. You, you, the talent store really helps companies think through that moving process. Uh, what have you found as some of the keys to success of getting great people here for our businesses once they're hired? What does that moving process look like? 
Yeah, so you've got to take into consideration it can be both generalized and curated. Um, generally, they need to understand the lay of the land, where their um, offices, if they're going in office, will be located. And then you need sort of a stratum of ho- housing options, all the way from temporary housing um, while they rent and look and shop and get settled in, through to affordable, accessible into executive and other level housing. And so you've got to think about that. And you think about people as they move through career stages. If you're relocating an organization, you have people at all career stages, right? So you need to have availability for them. You have people who choose different ways to put their family together. You have people who have different lifestyle needs. And so that having that variety and those options are really important once people start digging in to find their fit in the community and where they're going to live or where their family's going to live. And that temporary housing piece is interesting. It used to be back in the day, there were whole um, properties dedicated to temporary housing. And then Airbnb, VRBO kind of took over. There's been a lot of corporate buy-up of different properties, and they make um, quite a bit of money um, through that Airbnb model. And so really understanding where those those temporary housing or six, three to six month leases are, um, I think that's another space that we don't talk about a lot when we're thinking about corporate relocation or moving somebody into town. When I'm relocating somebody, I'm usually trying to talk to them about areas they like that they should look to rent in before they buy. Mm. Um, you know, so they can get kind of a feel for that area, a feel for the town, um, drive around and experience some other things. But a year-long lease is sort of long for that for a lot of people. So, you know, where is that three- to six-month option that's affordable or approachable and that fits a family? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. not easy to find. Um, And I I think when you're, you're thinking specifically about corporate moves, that's a space I, I don't hear a lot of talk about. Got it. Devin, quick factoid as we head to our first break, and then we'll dig into more of these details on the other side. I heard yesterday that Tucson's rental market is at 98% occupancy, which mm-hmm. is, we've never seen numbers like that in a really long time right. where 98% of available rentals are filled. So, 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 so you gotta be lucky to find the 2%, I think, or or something. Well, actually the talent store has resources to make that easier. So let's go there (laughs) when we come back on the other side of our final break. You don't have to be lucky. You can have Devin on your side. We'll be right back. Tipping point on 1030. The voice returns in just a second. of Tucson. 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. 
Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. This is Bill Buckmaster, TUSD Superintendent Dr. Gabriel Trujillo at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona here. You're listening to Tipping Point on AM 1030 KVY, The Voice. We're wrapping up our thir- Friday Eve show, a.k.a. Thursday for everybody else. Uh, here with Devin Underwood, principal and founder of the Talent Store. We talked about some data around who's moving from Tucson to Phoenix and who's moving from Phoenix to Tucson and why is that uh, all around this idea of how do we make sure our companies here have the right people and the right seats at the right time uh, to uh, raise all boats and to create growth in our community. Devin Underwood has been our guide. Uh, Devin, I'm curious as we kind of zone in on some of the things the Talent Store does, uh, what are people looking for when they start to make a move? What are some of the things that they are most asking for or most need out of the community? And uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the services that the Talent Store provides to make the move here to Tucson easier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so we've got a landing page on our website that really talks about Tucson, hopefully holistically. So there's there's always 
it's hard for me to pick one thing because it just really depends on the person we're speaking with. So, for instance, um, we're, you know, working with a candidate who went to University of Arizona and is interested in boomeranging back from Bend, Oregon. And so the first piece of the puzzle we're looking at is um, wages. Uh, what is the comparison in cost of living between the two areas? We've got links to the map dashboard. We've got cost of living calculators on our website. Um, we will talk about lifestyle, you know, what are they interested in or um, what are they looking for? Typically, when we're relocating somebody to Tucson, we're looking for some, some attachment, some why behind why they're moving. It's a huge investment for our clients to move somebody from somewhere else. Um, the, the hires that our clients make are big investments already, but to invest then in a move and plugging somebody into the community, there's a little more risk there. And so we start local, we start with talent here, and then we go out from talent that has connections here. Did you go to University of Arizona? Is your family here? Are you making a move back? Did you experience it as a couple places? We had a candidate who spent time during COVID trying out cities they thought they would want to live in. Uh, mm. They had like their top four and chose Tucson after spending a couple weeks between each. Um, you know, so what is that connection point that's going to keep you here and tie you here outside of just the job? And then giving candidates a lay of the economic landscape here. Um, you know, I always start with Tucson's a STEM town, and that's driven by our university. And so our key areas of that. economic growth are aerospace, space, uh, biotech, uh, lasers, optics. Um, you know, we're an astronomy capital. If you are, you know, how often do you see the skies at night where you live? Well, that's what we're, what, that's what we're focused on here because we have light restrictions, because we're one of the astronomy capitals of the world. Um, mining, you know, and then I walk through those pieces of the puzzle with them and then find out more around, you know, how do they expect to live and try to navigate the different areas of town that they should explore. As they get closer and closer to it, I had somebody I moved down as a principal for a firm here, um, really tough search, really specific kind of unicorn match, both in the skill set, but really in the culture fit. It was a small firm. And um, his wife was uh, about to have their second child. And so it was really important for them to get closer to family here. And pieces of that puzzle to navigate were the insurance puzzle, making sure there was no skip or gap in that coverage, right? So we're really hand-holding and digging in to make sure that anything that can get in the way of a match is worked out um, as much as possible. So then, then the, our client and the candidate are just focused on the fit, the long-term relationship, and then getting started at their new job. That's amazing. And I think you also partner with some realtors in the community as well to make the kind of home or rental experience a little bit easier or... Yeah, you know, I, I don't have any realtors I specifically refer because there's so many out there. Sure. <laughs> and they're all working very hard. Um, but, you know, there's certain parts of town where we have some relationships and we can make introductions. There's also relocation companies that help with that. 
And I'm working to kind of rebuild my understanding of the short-term housing market as well, um, because that's really changed even in the last six years that I was working with a company where we were relocating quite a few corporate employees in. I had those relationships before, and even those have shifted a little. So there's pieces that we're working on there as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. No, that that's good. So uh, how can companies get a hold of you and work with you and, and kind of what does that look like for our organizational leaders listening? Yeah, you know, I mean, first and foremost, and we've talked about it before, it's the talent avatar. So let's start with who you need, the skills, experience, style, leadership style, communication style. We can help you flesh that out. We can get you the comp data that's out there now. And I say this out there now because we're also finding that compensation data is latent, especially with all of the scramble and reshuffling that's going on in the market. Um, But we can do the best we can. And then we have actual conversations with people to give you more direct information about where comp is moving. And then, um, you know, from there we get started. And, And like I said, we start local. We want to find incredible jobs for local talent. But if that's just not available, we have national reach, and I think we're better placed than any other firm to sell Tucson and really know it inside and out on your behalf. Um, So go to yourtalentstore.com, and let's talk about who you need to find for those key roles. I love it. Yourtalentstore.com. Devin, we've got about a minute or so left. Let's, Let's end on a fun note. When you're getting to talk to some of these candidates who are preparing to move out here, What's the what's the one or two things that they're really excited about when they think about moving to Tucson? Um, I think that the outdoor activities, the sunshine are huge. The food is huge. I always tell this story, and this isn't recent or kind of with the work I do, but I was I had moved to Palm Beach, Florida, from Phoenix um, for a company that was really aggressively acquiring health facilities, and I was building out their talent program. And I would ask, I would say to people, oh, I moved from Phoenix, and I would get no reaction. And then I'd say, but I'm from Tucson, and they would light up. And the variety of connection to Tucson blew Hmm. my mind. There would be people who were astronomy geeks, and they'd say, I am obsessed with Tucson. I love astronomy. There would be people who were into gems and diamonds out in Florida um, or from the East Coast, and that's how they knew Tucson. Um, I even had one lady say, my favorite psychic is at Miraval. So <laughs> there was all these just funny connections to Tucson that people had and kind of just were like, oh, Phoenix, okay. And so that, that, that made me feel pretty good. I was excited about that. So I tell that story sometimes. I love it. Devin, thank you as always for being our guide. Our conversation today has been based on who's moving in and out of Tucson. And if you're a company listening and you're trying to navigate that, uh, Devin Underwood and her team at the Talent Store have a really great templated process in place uh, to make sure that the people that you need to get to your company here or your organization here do it in the easiest and best way. YourTalentStore.com. Devin, until the next time, Thanks so much, and uh, stay safe and healthy out there. Thanks, Zach. Happy St. Patty's. Absolutely. When we come back tomorrow, it is Bola Thai Friday around here on the show. Uh, Heath Viscovi, the new Director of Economic Development, 
Department for Pima County is the guest on my show tomorrow, as well as Dr. Ravi Grivoy Shaw. We'll talk some Tucson Unified School District busy way to end a Friday, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Hugh Hewitt's up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon, Tucson. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks for listening. Thank you.